Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 13 of NC Sportscasts. Uh, today is Wednesday, August 31st, and we are officially one week out, or I guess one week and one way to, one day out from NFL regular season football officially starting. I'm Kate O'Neill here with my co-host, Cosmo Neal. And in today's episode, we'll kind of go over some NFL news that we haven't covered uh, since the last episode and new news, and then we'll go into predicting our predictions for how the season uh, is going to go more specifically division winners uh, and then how we think the playoffs are going to going to shape up and why we think that's going to happen. But to start off this episode, we'll go over some major NFL news. Um, obviously one of the biggest things, I'm not sure we covered it in the last episode. Now I don't think we did. This is Sean Watson. Uh, suspension has been ruled out, so he will be out the first. Uh, he'll be out for through week twelve, which means he'll come back week thirteen, uh, in which he'll play the Texans at home, uh, almost as, as if it was scripted. Wink, wink. But um, yeah, so that that looks like it'll be interesting for the uh, the Cleveland Browns, and and I'll ask you more, how many games do you think reasonably they need to win in those first 12 to stay in playoff contention so that Deshaun can come in and possibly they can still have some playoff contention? Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, I feel like it's very unlikely for him to be in playoff contention because I feel like it's going to take a little bit for Watson to get, you know, back into the NFL, especially the regular season games on him in midseason. But if I just say – I would say they would probably have to win like seven to eight games. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Some people have said like, oh, he's going to come back. And yes, and I think he's a stud. And I think he's going to come out and he's going to play very well, especially since teams don't have very recent film on him. I think there's going to be an adjustment period where he's going to maybe make some dumb decisions or something, but he's still going to play overall very well. But yeah, I think it would be rough for the day that they're going to make the playoffs. That's just not enough time for them to, uh, win enough games to uh, make it. But in other news, Mo, I'm going to ask you about this again. The Saints trade Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles for a fifth rounder. Uh, since the Saints are your team, what do you think about this Gardner-Johnson trade to the Eagles? Um, I mean, I think it's a little – I mean, I think there was troubles in the office. I mean, I'm going to say I don't like the trade because I think Gardner-Johnson is one of the best nickelbacks in the NFL. But, I mean, it was one of those things bound to happen. I mean, I know the Saints were in huge cap trouble, and it's just uh, – it's kind of been a mess in the office. But it's kind of one of those decisions where you look back on it, and they were debating about what him going to free agency. And then I believe we would have been able to get a fourth rounder. And then now we have to sell for the fifth later in the season after signing him. So it looks a little disastrous, but I'm in – we still have Marshawn Lattimore there. Uh, P.J. Williams has been improving a bunch. And then the rookie, Paulson Adebo, looked really good in his first season. And, of course, with the additions of Marcus May and the Honey Badger, I mean, I still feel like we are a premier secondary. And it, it looks like, I mean, I think it'll definitely affect us. But um, I don't think it's going to be as big as a deal as it could be down the future if we had assigned him to a big deal and then had to lose out on a guy like uh, 
like a Kamara, Thomas, or even like a Ladmore, even though those guys have their extensions now, when they come up, I believe in these like next three years, you know, we kind of want to have a bunch of cap room waiting for them to resign. Definitely an interesting move by the Saints there. And we'll have to see how he pans out in uh, Philly. Uh, in other news, the, the Niners have opted into keeping Jimmy Garoppolo after all the trade rumors that were floating around. Um, it's definitely an interesting move by the Niners there. Um, and then uh, the Bills place cornerback Tredavious White on IR with a torn ACL. Um and then, and just overall, this is kind of then the cut down date for a lot of teams. So there's been a lot of veteran guys who are starting to get cut and have been removed from their team. Uh, names like, um, well, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake signed with the Ravens, actually. So he must have been cut earlier. It's also been some, some of these guys who are starting to be signed now that they've been released. Um, I'll read off a list I have here from Ari Mirov of the, some of the notable free agents uh, coming into week one. So we have Odell Beckham Jr., Eric Fisher, Nick Domigan Sue, Will Fuller, Cole Beasley, Joe Hayden, JPP, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Chris Harris Jr., Landon Collins, Sheldon Richardson, and Antonio Brown. Well, any of those names do you think stick out to you as kind of surprising that they're not having landed on a team yet? Um, I mean, not really. I feel like a lot of those guys, well, I mean, Antonio Brown is just crazy, but the majority of those guys, um, it's kind of like, see, like, you know, they're at the later part of their career, you know, I'm sure they want a decent amount of money. And I feel like those are the kind of guys you'll see, they'll be signed in mid-season after, you know, a big loss or big injury and you want to make that playoff and Super Bowl push maybe for some teams. And so, I'm not shocked we haven't seen him, you know, get signed yet, but I would be shocked if, you know, four to five weeks down the road if those guys don't get signed. Yeah, definitely some bigger names on that list. I mean, I know Odo Beckham's coming off the knee injury, so there might be a waiting period for him to see how he recovers and stuff. But names like Will Fuller, Cole Beasley, um, Emmanuel Sanders, maybe he's getting older. I mean, most of these guys are older, but – um. I mean, I think that some of those guys might end up finding out. Even, like, left tackle, like Eric Fisher, is such a notable position. And, obviously, a guy who, who's older but has been very good at his position. Some news that I wanted to, uh, like, kind of light up as a Texans fan that caught my interest is that the Texans uh, ended up moving Marlon Mack to the practice squad this week. So, I found that was very interesting. And I think what the biggest – Tell tie sale for, or sorry, or they cut Marlon Mack, and so yeah, and then he ended up tying in with the practice squad. But um, I think that the biggest light that that shines is that Damian Pierce is going to be the uh, the starting back for the Texans. Which I mean, I know preseason you can only tell so much, but man, if you watch any of his preseason games, I really do like the way he runs the ball. He's a smart downhill runner who's very patient, um, but also not too patient. 
and he runs very hard. He hits the holes easy, and they look good. Obviously, again, preseason, you're playing as you got a bunch of guys who are going to be bagging groceries, but the numbers he put up in preseason were good even for a – you know, would have been good for even a really good back. So that makes me really happy that it looks like he's going to end up um, getting – he's going to end up getting the, uh, you know, the uh, – the start is what it looks like, and I think that's really exciting. He might be a, a a big watch for rookie of the year this year. I feel like he's an underdog kind of guy, and in a draft class that feel like as far as offensive rookie of the year, like there wasn't one guy that's like, oh yeah, man, he's hit that 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 award locked up. So I feel like as far as that goes, he could definitely be one of those more those guys who kind of slides into that and slowly racks up some yards and then opens up the pass game for Mills. And Mills, I I think, has proved that he's not a terrible passer. As long as the passing game is good, the run game should open up. And with Pep Hamilton being the new offensive coordinator, I feel like he's really had this identity of, um, like, winning at the line of scrimmage. Owning the line of scrimmage has been really – like, they were talking about that on the Thursday night uh, preseason game they did. Uh, where he was being interviewed, he just talked about winning at the line of scrimmage was a big part of their team mindset, and I think that was pretty cool. And I think if that is the case and that's where their focus is, then that's a good uh, omen for the run game. I mean, obviously their O-line is strong, but it's got a lot stronger from last year, especially with a lot of guys getting healthy, uh, like having Howard and Tunsil, obviously the tackles. And then having Kayvon Green in there will definitely help in the interior line. So they have some guys that I feel like are capable. Now we just gotta just gotta go out there and win. But I think that that would be good for um for their for their um for the run game. Uh, anyway, moving on, I think we're gonna go ahead and jump into our predictions that we went through. So I think the way we're gonna do this is. First, we'll go through each division and we'll say kind of because we, we went through and we picked – we did the, uh, the playoffpredictors.com and we pick as every game the season and it gives you kind of the final records and where you had each team end up at the end. So I guess what we'll start out with and do is um, we'll go ahead and say each of the teams that we had winning winning the divisions – and so, Mo, you we can go ahead and start and um, go ahead and start with the AFC. Was that the AFC East at the top? I think that's who's at the top left. Yeah. That's at the top left. Yeah. So, who do you have winning the AFC East? Well, I had win the AFC East. I think it's a clear choice, and I had the Bills winning it. Yeah, I think that's clear to me too. Who did you? How many wins did you give them? Fifteen. Fifteen wins? That's what I had them at, too. I thought their schedule was a little soft. I thought they're definitely going to have to. I didn't even have – the next team I had was the – I think the Patriots and the Jets are just going to flop this year. So I had the Dolphins up there with about seven wins, which I think is is pretty fair for them. But besides that, yeah, I think that just too easy of a road for for the Bills this year. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I feel like it's also playing in, too – I feel like also the thing going for the Bills is it's this whole, like, Josh Allen revenge year kind of thing, especially after that loss to the Chiefs and the coin flip, you know. And so I feel like that's going to kind of play, especially towards because I mean, the first game's against the Rams, but I feel like they're going to get momentum starting early. And then I believe the latter of their season is pretty weak. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree with all that. I have the hype and living up to the the revenge. I can definitely see how that's going to. 
affect how well they play. Now we'll move on to the AFC North. Who do you got winning in, and with how many wins in the AFC? How do you have that division shaping up? Well, I mean, in mine, it was the most competitive division, which I don't think is a shocker. And I still have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs winning the division at 13-4. and four. That's, Isn't that the AFC I think it's the West, yeah. Oh, I thought that's North. But we can do the West. So you had the Chiefs. What was what you had the record at? Thirteen and four. Okay, I ended up having the the Chargers actually win a division at thirteen and four. I think this is an interesting division to um, to talk about just because it's 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 so competitive. I mean, it's hands down, like you said, it's the most competitive division in football right now or in football. I mean, that's just so when you look at the teams in there and you looked at the off season move, I mean, every team is competitive and there's going to be a lot of split series. There's going to be a lot of, um, I mean, I don't think anybody's going for a clean sweep or anything of anybody else. I mean, it's just too competitive to, and you know, I mean, so I, but I think in the end, I think Herbert, I really like Justin Herbert. I think he's very, consistent he's very accurate I think he's and he's got the guys capable of doing it and I think it was just um it was it came down to the youth in him and I feel like the Chiefs are obviously going to be good but I just think in the end like I don't know why I'm just riding the Chargers train with Eckler and then uh, the Bosa's uh Bosa's going to be healthy on defense I like the way that that's shaping up for them but again I have the Raiders and or the Chiefs, then the Raiders ripping nine to years. I even put the the Broncos at um at ten wins. So, um, so I really do think it's going to be an interesting, you know, year for that division. Very competitive. It's going to make for. I mean, you know, that's for each team. That's six games where you're never guaranteed a win. I make mean, it go either way. And so that's six very competitive games that they're going to have to play. It's going to be an interesting year in that division. I feel like it's definitely the hands down the most competitive division that I've seen in a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, so you have the Chiefs, I have the Chargers, and then but the again the Raiders. I'm sure you have who do you have finishing second in, and what's their record in that division? I have a it's also another thirteen and four, and it's the Raiders. And, and then I got the Chargers ones. at eleven and six, and then uh, Broncos country also at eleven and six. Okay, yeah, that's that's very similar. What I have all around that twelve, thirteen, and then the Broncos more around ten uh, win mark. So it's definitely a division where, I mean, one or two games is going to make such a difference in that division. But um, it'll be it'll be a fun year to watch to gonna watch how that all goes down. All right, now let's go to the AFC North. Who do you have uh, in the AFC North? Oh, I mean, I think the North is an interesting division just because it's a division with a lot of questions. I feel like for me at least, it was one of the harder divisions. Like when just looking at it to like kind of predict and see where everything's gonna line up. But um, I have the. Bengals winning the division at 12 and 5. Okay, yeah, I have the uh I have the Bengals winning as well. I got them at 14 wins, 14 and 3 with a 5 and 1 division record. Do you have the Ravens fall up second? 
Yeah, I had the Ravens follow up second also at 12 and 5. So I kind of had them in like a tight kind of competition. Yeah, okay. So that's kind of how I had it. Bengals, again, that offensive connection too much. Joe Mixon in the backfield, that's just like a, a one, two, three punch. I mean, that's just too much. The defense with Trey Hendrickson. They still have Trey Hendrickson, right? I don't think it's Kai. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. So their defense playing as well as they are. Um, I don't see how they can't. Um, Win that division. Lamar is, is good. Lamar has had some contracts. Uh, you know, I know arguments with his team, but how many how many wins did you say the Steelers are getting? This like wins. Oh, uh, I had eight wins for the Steelers. Eight wins. That's what I had too. I think that's an interesting team to watch because when you think about it. So, do you think Pickett will end up getting the start for them? Um. Yeah, I think after my guess is. Oh, maybe not even a little wonky, but I think quarterback play from Trubisky. I mean, we've seen him before in action. I don't think he'll play terrible, but he just won't be that guy. And, you know, with that defense, they're going to want a chance to run at the playoffs. And so they might be forcing Pickett, but I think by seven, like week five through seven, like somewhere in between there, you'll be able to see Pickett taking the reins. Yeah, I definitely think I, – I made a lot of my picks in the mind with that picket um, is going gonna, is gonna to win the starting job. And obviously he's had an amazing preseason. But um, obviously also, like I said before, you don't want to draw too many conclusions from preseason. But the way he's – it's just little things like the way he's picking up, reading defenses that look like making pre-snap reads and, and knowing where he wants to go with the ball. I mean, it all look like on a pretty good NFL level, so his transition might not be easy. I wouldn't rush him in. I hope they don't. And so, um, but even if they, even if they don't like, if we're both close, seven, eight, nine wins, like for a rookie in your first year to come in in a really hard division and win that many games, like that would be, I think, huge. And I think that's a year he'll look back on. Like that's a really good being in that difficult division is a really good thing for him. And now we'll go to the final AFC division. Who do you have? What does the AFC South look like in the end for you? Oh, well, when this is my uh, statistically, I believe, worst division. And I have the Colts barely getting by and win the division at a 9-8 and eight record. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. I have the Colts at 9-8, and eight, followed by the Titans at 8-9. Um, I feel like with Matt Ryan, they, they're going to be better than last year at the quarterback position. I feel like teams are going to be very concentrated on stopping the run with Jonathan Taylor and running backs can be always a big question because you'd never know, especially when they had a crazy year that, that he had last year, that Taylor had last year. I feel like uh, that's all nearly impossible to repeat. And especially with the folks that they're going to get. So the Titans, but again, I feel like just I don't have the faith in Tannehill. Tannehill always finds a way to lose the most important games. So it's not surprising to me that the Colts win the division. Again, I think, yeah, a year basically the same way I am. This is probably the weakest overall division I have because no one's at 10 wins even. Um, I do have the Texans at six wins, which I think a lot of, you know, that might be a homer thing, but I feel like that'll be in, in the Jags finishing with four because I just think that um, I feel like the Texans, I feel like people are sleeping on pretty heavy and they can pull out six or seven wins, no problem. Or, you know, definitely. And, uh, and I feel like the Jags just got too much time to go. I can see the Jags win maybe a couple more games if Lawrence really picks up, but I feel like they got still a little bit ways to go. 
Uh, talking more about that South Division, I wanted to talk about more about the quarterback situation, especially for uh, the Colts. And to be honest with you, I was never really a big fan of the Matt Ryan signing, just for a couple reasons. I mean, I feel like he – I mean, it would be dumb to say he's not better than Carson Wentz, but I feel like he's not a game manager. And that's like the kind of quarterback I would rather see in that offense with a Jonathan Taylor, like a, you know, a conservative quarterback not going to throw a lot of picks. But as we've seen, especially in these later years, I mean, Matt Ryan loves to swing the ball. That's one of his favorite things. If you go through, like, the Falcons, as long as they had him, there was never really, like, a successful ground game there as long as Matt Ryan, you know, was playing there. I mean, he's a great quarterback, great passer. But I just feel like it does, they didn't really incorporate like a Jonathan Taylor look into it. And then uh, with the Titans, I mean, I don't fear injury for Derrick Henry, but I mean, I believe he's like 28 now. And for running backs, that's the age when everything starts to decline. And I'd think Derrick Henry's a beast and he'll still be a stud, but I'm not expecting the same production level as his first couple seasons, especially after this injury is going to settle him back what you're going to rely on the pass game more. And as you said, Tannehill just doesn't win games. And um, with the absence of A.J. Brown, your best receiver, I feel like their offense just got way worse. And I just don't feel like they really did anything on the defensive side of the ball to keep up with that. So I feel like they're going to be a team that maybe some people have them in the playoffs or may win that division. But I feel like they're a team that's going to go below people's expectations. Yeah, definitely – going to be an interesting to see how that that uh, that division shapes up can Matt Ryan get a job done can Henry sale there's a lot of question marks in that division now moving over to the NFC we'll go who do you have at the top is that the NFC north yeah yeah, yeah we can start with the north yeah okay see well sorry you have win the north all right so the north I know it's shocker to some people but I got the Vikings winning it the 12 and 5 record with the Packers with the exact same record but I believe the Vikings got the tiebreaker and I'm just, I'm going to explain myself here. I believe that the Vikings maybe have been a team overlooked for a little bit. I feel like um I feel like Jefferson's going to really turn it on and show that number one receiver uh, look this year and I believe Dalvin Cook's going to get the job done on the ground and they're going to have a top 10 offense in the league. And, I mean, their defense it was young last season, and it's so usually with young defenses, uh, they improve a lot from year to year. So, I think we're going to see that improvement with the um, Minnesota defense. And, I mean, if you look through their schedule, I mean, their division is, in my opinion, fairly weak. But even they're like, they don't really have any, like, big, like, oh, you know, that's a hard team to play. So, they got a weaker schedule, and I feel like that's why – when I was going through these games, it looks like a 12-5 and five record to me just because I feel like because of their mediocre seasons in the past years, you know, they don't get the most primetime games, don't get, you know, the best of the best teams to play. And I feel like that this year is going to come back and, you know, maybe bite the NFL on the back a little bit. And they're going to maybe have a record that's a little bit too good for them, but I feel like they're going to have a good record this season. Yeah, so I actually – I have the Packers winning the division with 14 wins and 14-3 and, and then the, the Vikings following them up. But I I didn't think of that first because I'm, like, not a big coach. Cousins fans, I think he's a little overrated. I don't like the – I don't know why. I just don't like the style he plays, I guess. But I will say 
looking at the way their schedule shaped up, especially with the, the two of the worst teams in the NFL, the Lions and the Bears being in the division, I do feel like there's a good chance that uh, that the Vikings – I could see the Vikings winning the division. I mean, they have a pretty good schedule as long – I mean, that every time – those two games where the Packers and the Vikings play – is going to determine who's going to win that. Who's going to win that division? I mean, if the Packers can sweep, they're going to win. I mean, if somehow the Vikings can sweep, they're going to win. And if they tie, then I mean, it's going to be so every single game is going to matter. I feel like that that division is going to come down to wire. I think the Packers will end up pulling it out. I think Aaron Rodgers is too overpowered. I feel like he'll yes, he'll go down a little bit, but I feel like he's at that Hall of Fame level of quarterback where. It doesn't matter who's playing receiver. He can make them all look good, like the level Drew Brees and Tom Brady are kind of at, and then even like Peyton Manning. So um, I really feel like that he's that good. But uh, it'll definitely be a, a showing year for Aaron Rodgers if he's in that category of quarterback or not. But, yeah, moving on to the NFC South. You got winning the NFC South. Uh, well, it hates me to do this as a Saints fan, but I got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers win the division at 14-3. and three. But then, of course, as a homer, I got the Saints coming in and second and securing a playoff spot at 11 and six. And I just feel like when you look at the NFL, it's like, you know, maybe it's maybe not the best thing, but I mean, the Buccaneers didn't change much. They kept with what's working in the past, especially the past couple of seasons, and it's led them to success. And when you have Tom Brady at your quarterback position, you're going to win games. And you got a very stout defense, a very good young secondary up and coming. And um, with the loss of Gronk, it's definitely going to affect them. But, I mean, Mike Evans, we've seen, is a huge red zone threat. Fournette's looking better. He's looking like to back to his Jacksonville self. And I think these things, everything's going well for the Bucks, even though they haven't really done anything. So, I feel like they're going to play very well. And I know they have a tough schedule and they have tough games. I believe they play both the Chiefs and the Rams. But when you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, I mean, you're always in the game. Yeah, I agree. I think, too, so, yeah, I also have the Bucks winning the division at 14-3. I believe that um, Brady's in kind of a similar situation to Allen and that it's kind of a revenge tour. I mean, he didn't. Uh, he lost to the Rams, obviously, and then he kind of like had the, that time where he was retired. Then he came back, and but I think this is it for Brady. I think after this year, he's done a hundred percent for sure. Now we said that last year too, but I think this year for sure he's done, and he's a super competitive guy. And he's gonna, you know, you never want to get that competitive Brady that you had to play against. So I feel like this whole year he's gonna be have to put on the best of the best. And I feel like hands down, he's going to win the division and they're going to do, they're going to do really well. Um, I don't have another team from this division winning the uh, a playoff spot. I had the Saints finishing with about eight wins and that wasn't enough, especially as dominant as this next division that we're going to talk about uh, in the a- NFC uh, West. But um, yeah, I, I just think that the, the Bucks will be good enough to, to win 14 games and that'll figure them a good with a two sleeve, I guess. Yeah, because I had the Packers securing the one seed, but the, so that'll Well, actually, you're talking about a strong NFC West, but I have a very weak NFC West. I have the Rams finishing 13 and four and no other team in that division having a winning record. 
And so I'm gonna, I'm going to kind of go through my train of thought here. So of course, you know, everyone's going to have the Rams winning games. You know, last year's Super Bowl champs are going to want to go back to back. You know, questions with Stafford. I mean, I feel like I mean it's a big deal, but I feel like week one he'll show it's not going to be that much of a big deal with the addition of Allen Robinson. Uh, the loss of Von Miller is definitely going to hurt him, but they're still so talented on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like it's nothing to worry about. But then you go into these other teams, and it's like the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins for six games. It's like, oh, it's only six games. It's like they were statistically a bottom five offense without DeAndre Hopkins last year. So, I mean, those six games, they're going to be like two and four. And I still never really had faith in the Cardinals to begin with. The loss of Chandler Jones is huge. And uh, their defense is on the decline, and I think that's going to show up. And then with the Niners, they just never really hit expectations. And so I have them at a low 4-13, and and I don't think it's going to be that low. But with Trey Lance and Jimmy G drama going on, with um, not really knowing what the backfield situation is looking like, and with Debo Samuels kind of being mad at the organization, I feel like it's not going to be a good – a uh, year for them on the offensive side of the ball. And then defensively, I mean, you got playmakers, but I don't think they have enough playmakers to be that let them um, help them get into a playoff spot or win a couple more games. And then lastly, I think Seattle's just going to do poorly with that quarterback situation. And I feel like that will result in being one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, so I guess uh, we this is one where we pretty diversely uh, disagree. So I do have the the Rams finishing at the top of the division, locking in three seed at twelve and five. Again, I think Stafford's really good, underrated. They've got some names in free agency, and that they're gonna make another run at it. Um, but I I see the Niners and the, the uh, um. Carl's different. I have them both finishing in 11, 12, 10, 11, 12 wins and all both of them secure in a playoff spot. I feel like Kyler Murray is still has the athletic ability in them that we've seen. And I feel like as far as the NFC goes, I really don't feel like the Saints are going to clinch at the Bears, the Lions. I mean, those are teams. And then, then the other divisions like the Eagles, I feel like those are the two other best teams in the conference. So it makes sense to me that they would get the six, six and seven uh, seeds in the playoff spot. But, um, and then Trey Lance, I feel like we have – and the things I've seen Trey Lance play, I feel like has been very bright. I feel like he looks good. He's got guys – as long as guys can stay healthy, as long as guys like Debo and 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 uh, Kittle and those guys can stay healthy and the defense can play kind of like they did last year, I feel like they can definitely be good. Um, so I can see him definitely winning 10 or 11 games and getting them a playoff spot. And so I, this is the first – it'll be interesting because that's the first time where we have very drastic disagreement. But what we'll to kind of see how that points out. And then going into the last division, the NFC East, how do you have that division shaping up in the end? Um, I feel like there's two competitors in this division. And so I got the Cowboys winning it at 12-5, and five, and then the Eagles coming in the close second at 10-6. and six. And I just feel like – the Cowboys have so much talent on their roster and they're bound to be, you know, they're bound to have a good season. And I feel like this is maybe it's superstition, but this is the one season when everyone's not like, oh, watch out for them Cowboys. And that's like a Cowboy season right there when no one's focusing on them. They're not on national television all the time. That's when they're going to be like, wait a minute, this, this is this is a good roster right here. I mean, I personally, I love Micah Parsons. 
I feel like Trevon Diggs is getting too much hate. I feel like they have a top defense. They have great playmakers. And then on top of that, C.D. Lamb is going to develop into a superstar. We've already seen his – we've already seen him at what his potential and what he can do. And I really like the rookie Jalen Tolbert. Uh, heard good things about him in preseason and training camps. I don't think their offense is going to be a step too far down after the loss of Amari uh, Cooper. And I think if Dak can keep healthy, he can definitely be a top 10 quarterback. And I think that's going to help him lead to a good season. And then with the Eagles, addition of A.J. Brown helps that offensive pass game. And then also Jalen Hurts is looking better each year in the pass game especially and a little in the run game as well. And then um, I feel like defensively they're pretty stout. Yeah, so I think we see this system division pretty similar. Again, I completely agree with you. So with the Cowboys, decently young, you know, they this is, is like a Cowboys year to be good because they have the uh, they have the like not the spotlight on them. It's not like yeah, like oh, we did Cowboys year. So uh, like it is a year for them to shine. And yeah, I think the Eagles too. I feel like the Eagles could. You know, with this could be Jalen Hurts' year. This could be the year they put it all together. They've added additions on offense, and they might be able to put together. In the end, I don't think they do. I think that the Niners, I feel like I trust Trey Lance and the Niners more, so they end up with the final playoff seed. But I could see the Eagles slipping into that last seed if Trey Lance and the Niners, like you said, if it doesn't pan out there and there's too many problems, I could definitely see how the Eagles sleep in there. So I think we see that division pretty similarly. But now let's go ahead to our playoff outlook. So I think what we're going to do now is give me the seating that you have. Like, who's your – okay, here's what we'll do. So we have the the one in the sixth seed, obviously, will play in the first – in the uh, divisional round, right? Hold on, let me make sure I have the wild card round. All right, so in the wild card round, who do you have winning the, those games in your wild card round? Like, who do you have matching up at what seed and who do you have winning? Oh, so with the wild card, I have the four and the five. So I have Vegas and Indy, and I have Vegas winning that game. And then I have Baltimore at the six and Cincy at the three. <clears throat> and I have um, Cincinnati winning that game. I have Chargers at the seven and Chiefs at the two. And I have the Chargers upsetting and being the Chiefs in that game. And then I have the Packers at five, the Vikings at four. I have the Packers winning that game, the Saints at six, the Cowboys at three. I have the Cowboys winning that game. And then the Eagles at seven, the Rams at two, and I have the Rams winning that game. All right. So you have the Rams winning the whole thing? Well, that's now, and then I'll go into the divisional. Do you want me to go into like, the oh, whole sorry, bracket? Sorry. I didn't know. I, I kind of got, got lost. I got distracted by saying, yeah, you can go. So that was just your divisional round. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, I got distracted. So I got the, um, so for my AFC, I have my, for my five and my four, I have the Chargers and taking on the Colts. And I have Chargers winning that game. Uh, for my six and my three seed game in the AFC, I have my Raiders at the, the Raiders at the six seed, the Chiefs at the three. I have the Raiders, or sorry, the Chiefs winning that game. And then on the NFC, I have the Cowboys at the four seed and the Vikings at the five seed. And I have the Cowboys winning, winning that at the four seed. And I have the Rams and the Rams at the three seed 
and the Cardinals at the six seed, and I have the Rams winning that game at the three seed. So now you want to go go ahead and just do your AFC divisional round. AFC division. All right. So <clears throat> I have um, the Bills at the one seed. The Chargers upsetting the Chiefs at the seven. So the Bills are going to win that game. And then I have the Raiders beating the Bengals and moving on to the conference. So for my games, I have the Bills playing the Chargers, uh, the one versus the five seed. And I have the um, Bills winning that and moving on to the AFC Championship game. And then I have the Bengals playing the Chiefs at the two versus the three seed. And I have the Chiefs win it and moving on for a Bills-Chiefs AFC Championship game. So now, real quick, we'll just finish through. Who do you have winning the AFC Championship game? Uh, I have the Bills beating the Raiders. All right. I also have the Bills, but I have them beating the Chiefs. Um, all right. Now go on the NFC Divisional Round. How's your NFC Divisional Round go on? Uh, so I have the Buckers beating the Packers, and then I have the Rams beating the Cowboys. All right, and so I have the the Packers beating the Cowboys in the one versus the four seed, and I have the Buccaneers uh, beating the Rams in the two versus the three seed. And so who do you have winning going on to the Super Bowl? Uh, I have the Buccaneers beating the Rams. Okay, so it looks like we have the same Super Bowl because I have the Buccaneers ended up top and the Packers in the divisional round. So now we both have Bills, Buccaneers, Super Bowl, you know, I think this writes a perfect story for the Super Bowl. Two quarterbacks and two teams really – or really, it's a story of two quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen obviously in a revenge year after getting, you know, kind of screwed by the coin flip before and, and all that. So, I feel like he's in a revenge year. And then Brady, obviously, last year of his career, can he get it done? You know, I mean, if he wins, I feel like guaranteed last year of his career. But I feel like even if he doesn't, there's a very good chance that this last year, who do you have winning that that um, that revenge tour Super Bowl? Uh, I have the Bills winning it and capping off the revenge tour with the Lombardi. Yep, that's the exact way I have it going. I think the Bills didn't really change too much this offseason, and they were so dominant last year. Like we said before, I feel like most people would agree the only thing that stopped the Bills was a coin flip. I mean, no one was going to – stopping the Chiefs' offense was nearly impossible that day. They were all clicking. Uh, even the best defense in the league couldn't stop them. Don't get wrong, the Bills have a, fair, a very good defense, and now they have the addition of Vaughn Miller as well. Um, I feel like, they, I feel like he could be a valuable Oh, guy yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're definitely have only got – even the defense have only gotten better this offseason. Josh Allen is going to be even more motivated to go out and win. Uh, I mean, they're at the top of their game. As good as they looked last year, I feel like they're the, clearly hands down the, one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, I feel like, yeah, just the, even the road for me they have. I mean, they got to play a Chiefs in the NFC Championship game. That's only going to be a motivating factor. I mean, there have in my thing they have 15 regular season wins, and so that's already going to put them on this high wave of momentum moving into the playoffs. Probably the highest of all teams. And now I think it's no question that that, that they are going to win. Or not no question, but I think it's 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 very good chance they're going to win Super Bowl this year. And uh, I feel like yeah, Brady. I feel like he just doesn't is not as motivated as the Bills and the, the Bucks, and you know he's taking time off this offseason. He doesn't look as committed. And those little things I think will add up for a Bills Super Bowl win. Why? Why do you think? What are you thinking on why the Bills will win? Um, I mean, I just think that they're just so 
dominant on the offensive end. And uh, I think they're the few teams without questions. That's why I picked them in the box because I think those are the few teams without questions that with either no doubt got better or it didn't get any worse. Because I feel like there's a lot of teams, like I had the Raiders up there, but, you know, will Devontae uh, Adams and Derek Carr really have a big season? I had the Chiefs high, but, like, what is the absence of Tyreek Hill going to do? But, I mean, as we know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are consistent and very good together. They have a great connection. And, I mean, the Bills just didn't do anything but get better. I mean, you get Von Miller off the edge. I mean, of course, Tredavious White's injury, which happened recently, is going to be a heartbreaker for him. But, I mean, you still got Michael Hyde and Jordan Poyer in that secondary. Kair Elam, in my opinion, I thought he was one of the best cornerback prospects coming out of the draft. So, he'll get some action. And... I just think overall, uh, I mean, Gabe Davis showed what he can do in that AFC championship game, and Isaiah McKenzie's looking impressive in preseason. And then, of course, drafting James Cook, a guy that I liked out of Georgia, a great receiving back out of the backfield. I just think they did nothing besides add on to their talented roster, and I feel like they're the only team with confidence. I can say, like, I know 100% they're going to be better this year than they were last year. Yeah, so there you have it. Two of us both going with the Bills have never won the Super Bowl. 0-4 in the Super Bowl when they were losing all the Super Bowl nines. But we both, I think, believe that they're going to find a way to break that 0-4 streak and finally pull out the Super Bowl this year. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode of CNC Sportscast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go and follow us on Twitter at CNC Sportscast so you can get the latest updates on when we release new episodes on Spotify and on Anchor. Um, I think what it's going to look like, we might put out an episode this weekend, just depending on time and kind of what's been going on, but we'll definitely have an episode next Wednesday, which will be a preview of Thursday night football on Sunday. And, uh, obviously the first weekend slate of Sunday games, um, we'll go over how we think all those games are going to go. And, uh, especially the Thursday night game, kind of picking some games and yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, um, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.